Welcome to Her Kit, Knowledge in Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Lady B, where I teach you skills, tips, and effectiveness in leadership, career development, and wellness. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back. I am your host, Amelia Lady B. And today starts the beginning of her health series. So for every two podcast episodes, I'm going to have a her health series. And today is part one. And we're going to be talking about, if you haven't guessed it from the title, we're going to be talking about food. Let's eat. Eating is something that we all enjoy. Um, We eat when we're with family and friends, um, family functions. There's always food. Sometimes even in the office when we have meetings. I know when we have Monday morning meetings, um, I typically I have to have a cup of coffee and something to snack on. And most of my coworkers, most of us, we know meetings are going to be long. So we're going to have snacks. Sometimes even meetings are held with um, at restaurants. So you have lunch meetings and um, breakfast meetings, whatever the case may be. It's a time of eating. It's like when you are with a group of people, that's typically what you do. You eat. Then you have those times where, you know, you eat because uh, you're having a bad day because you had a stressful day you have a breakup with a boyfriend a best friend um you have a fight with someone your husband things aren't going right at home something is causing you to eat and it's emotional eating you may have those emotionally intense times and so you tend to emotionally eat and also we eat to celebrate so who knows you know if you especially you know you go to church black church listen we eat after church okay so when you go you be in sunday morning service and then afterwards of course you either go into a family member's house to eat or you're going out to eat at a restaurant um we celebrate occasions uh graduations births birthday parties whatever the case may be it's all associated with eating And so although food is a staple part of our lives, it is what we eat that makes a difference in our overall health. So when we talk about health, we talk about what we eat, then comes the discussion of weight. And so, you know, especially for women, we all have discussions. I don't care where you are. When you're in a group of, group of women, some kind of way conversation always, we always start talking about weight. We start talking about, you know, flabby arms, our stomachs, those problem areas that we're trying to get rid of. And so I believe what I believe, I believe that weight loss companies and programs get like 90%, 90, probably 97% of um, clientele from women. Um, this is not something that you can quote me on. Don't quote me on that percentage. But like, this is just something that I believe like 97% of their clientele is typically women. Um, 
because I believe that we're a little bit I think we're more self-conscious than men are and a lot of that is stemming from media and society's beauty standards so you know you already know you go on the magazines and you see the thinner women um, modeling all of all of that now although you know nowadays things are changing and I love it where plus size modeling is becoming a thing and so fashion is is actually catering to more of the curvy girls you know us with the hips and the you know the thighs and the derrieres and so although that's happening we still in the back of our minds or just within ourselves we feel like you know I can look better or I want to just be thinner you know I want to be you know now it's summertime it's June and so everybody want to be beach body ready you know so it's like after the winter and then you enter in spring and then that's when everybody wants to hop on the um the treadmill and get the gym memberships go up gym memberships go up typically in January you know the first of the year and then in the springtime because everybody wants to get ready for the summer so they can wear their two-piece or some type of nice you know swimsuit um and so yeah it's the beauty standards that society and media puts on us that makes us feel like you know our weight is always something to that is challenging for us But I don't want to really start talking about weight loss in this particular episode because I'm going to actually revisit it. Again, the Her Health series is going to be talking on a lot of different topics um, regarding health. But I will discuss um, today because we're talking about eating. We hear a lot of people talking about their eating lifestyles. So this is more relevant I don't even know I probably should have looked up when people really started getting into the lifestyles of eating and I want to say maybe somewhere in the mid 2000s I would say maybe 2015 you know where we started hearing about the different eating lifestyles again don't quote me on that that's something that I would have to look up so I want to talk about um, some of those lifestyles because I, for one, never knew there was a difference between a vegan and a vegetarian. I I didn't know. I had no clue. So the first lifestyle is a fruititarian. I have never in my life heard of a fruititarian. Brand new. This is so brand new. So these individuals consume food that comes naturally from plants no meat, no dairy. They mostly eat seeds and nuts. They also eat botanical foods like chocolate. So not the chocolate that you purchase at the store. So we know chocolate actually grows. So they probably eat the natural form of chocolate, which is actually pretty good. It's very different because it's not created... um, it's not those all those additives, the sugars and the milks and everything. I actually tasted chocolate when I was in, um, where was I? I was in DR, the Dominican Republic last year. And um, they made, they 
did the chocolate the chocolate uh bean but then they made hot chocolate from the chocolate without adding any sugar or anything it was so good but anyway they eat beans raw fruits dried fruits um honey and olive oil many of these individuals do this due to environmental reasons religion ethics and cultural issues so that's the fruitarian so then we have the vegans the vegans consume no animal products which include no dairy certain types of sugars gummy bears soy cheese red foods salads dressings and peanuts so these are things that they do not consume and so again it's certain types of sugars and things Um, vegans only eat organic eggs because the chickens are raised in cage-free conditions and fed a healthy diet so they only eat the chickens who are cage-free so they probably would be like the brown eggs that you see at the store um that's what i eat i started eating those the cage-free eggs um and i can actually tell the difference between the two eggs believe it or not i think you should try them out if you're not eating them you should try them out you you would definitely tell the difference so vegetarians vegetarians do not consume meat or any other animal products uh, produced foods typically um these individuals do this because of their morals religious practice or health reasons so they would eat things like cereal drink soy or rice milk oatmeal fruit baked beans toast bagels peanut butter and yogurt so i believe that i'm not sure if it's both of them or just one i'm gonna say it's probably just the vegetarians actually because vegetarians don't even eat eggs so the vegetarians i think they even take it as far as what they wear as well it actually becomes like a this actually i think vegetarians are the ones that really it's a whole lifestyle so it's the things that they wear they're not gonna wear um certain clothing um definitely like their deodorants are different they might make their own they use different um hygiene products but everything that they wear is animal free like there's no they no animal cruelty at all so it is a absolute um moral practice for them then you have the pescatarians so the pescatarians um, are similar to vegetarians with the exception of them eating fish so seafood the pescatarian lifestyle supports different health benefits such as healthy eyes and hair low iron prevention improves improves heart lung and brain health um this month the month of june I just started I I decided June 1st was when I start eating only seafood so I have been only eating seafood thus far and um it's going actually pretty well um I really didn't you really start becoming very creative with what you eat because you are no longer consuming you know meat now i must say i'm gonna say for maybe about 
maybe three years now I really have not been eating beef I really cut beef out of my diet red meat pretty much um and I used to love 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 beef like love beef like steak my thing okay steak and potatoes my thing and I kind of cut that out uh pork I'm really not a porker never really was a porker I would like eat ham and bacon and I really haven't done that often as well and when I say often I would say maybe like a once a month type thing um it's not like a complete where I can say I absolutely don't eat bacon anymore or absolutely don't eat ham it's not that but I know I've reduced the amount that I have been eating so it was basically chicken and for the chicken I ate chicken that was hormone and antibiotic free and um of course eating fish so I decided let's see if I can take um meat out of my diet so no chicken let's see what that looks like for me how that makes me feel and so forth and so far you know good I mean you know we're only on the 11th day of June but you know I'm holding out for the rest of the month so we'll see how that goes but I'm not saying that I'm going to be committing to becoming a vegan or vegetarian um I might or even committing to being a pescatarian it might be pescatarian a part-time pescatarian I don't know we'll see what happens but one of the reasons why I decided to what happened with my food transition why I decided to kind of change up my lifestyle a little bit is because um, I suffered from a disease called endometriosis for over 20 years Um, a little bit about endo I don't want to get into it too much because we'll talk I'll talk more about it but it is an inflammatory disease that is known for affecting the women's reproductive system but it can spread to other areas of the body Um, so women who are experiencing this type of challenge we find that our diet is very imperative to our um you could say our quality of life or how endo affects our body like the pain and things like that and how it progresses through the body because it is an anti um because it is an inflammatory disease now I didn't learn about the eating until it was kind of like I don't want to say it was too late but it was kind of further along in my understanding what endo was because I know um like in my uh, when I was in college is when I really started experiencing that chicken would make me sick and I would get sick every time I ate chicken. And um, I remember telling my current doctor, I told that when I when I found him, I told him about that. And he was like, yeah, because chicken has a lot of hormones in it and it doesn't act well with the um, with the endo. So typically people with endo really go to, towards a p- more plant based diet. Now, I'm not saying all endos are all endometriosis um, women with endometriosis are vegetarians or vegans but a lot are um there is no cure for endo but putting yourself on a more plant-based diet does help with the symptoms of endo so it has helped a lot of women in their process also women who are in menopause um women who are in menopause go through a lot of body changes because the hormones are um are they're lessening 
hormone levels and so women who are going through like just regular the change like as you get older going through that change they notice that their hormones are are shifting and so um that changes their menstrual cycle it changes um just your body in general how you function and so changing your diet will also help women who are going through surgical menopause like myself who've had like radical hysterectomies where you no longer have a uterus or cervix and your ovaries we are put into menopause immediately so our body immediately begins to change because we don't have the reproductive system that actually produces those hormones the estrogen and progesterone progesterone i can never say the word but can no longer produce those hormones that we need in our bodies and so for us again it's changing the diet a lot of times we're going a lot of times you um it will require a body change and this goes for any medical or health issue that you're dealing with cancer patients people who are diabetic um kid maybe dealing with kidney issues dealing with uh, fibromyalgia um dealing with ms um sickle cell any disease um a lot of times can be linked back to food so it's being careful of what we put into our bodies that helps us to figure out, you know, what makes us what makes us um, feel good at any given day. And so, too, um, I want to talk about, too, um, even with these lifestyles, it's not to say that these lifestyles are going to are going to cure you. You know, um, that's definitely not the route that I'm trying to the information I'm trying to provide. I literally really want to provide this information because it can it's going to help you going to help someone um definitely helping me when I learned about when I started studying on uh studying my nutrition certification when I started to study for my nutrition and wellness certification I learned a lot about food that I didn't understand how well it links to the body you know um of course from the personal experience like I said with the chicken I understood but you know understanding different red meats understanding you know the nutrients and the minerals and all these different things it opened my mind to how I view food and so we have to stop and think about how we look at food and um what we see you know our relationship with food I know people are like relationship with food but yeah our relationship with food um even with all these different diets it's still about how you prepare your food as well so you can be a vegan vegetarian you can be the pescatarian I think the fruitarian is the only thing that I wouldn't be concerned about preparing because you're literally eating beans and nuts. I don't even think, did it say beans? But you're eating beans, nuts, and fruits. But like even for me right now, I'm kind of going, I'm on the pescatarian route. I still have to be careful of how the food is prepared. Am I adding too much salt, which can increase blood pressure? Um, are you eating too much fried food, which can increase your uh, cholesterol? So just because you're a vegan or a pescatarian or a vegetarian, that doesn't mean you're you're extremely healthy 
because are you getting are you meeting all of your daily vitamin needs and are you how are you preparing the food so those are some of the things that you want to kind of look at when you're going on these diets still even though it's plant-based how is the food being prepared um what's going on in that area because you know you can go to vegan restaurants and a lot of times you know you do have to use um salts and spices to make the food taste you know pretty good and so again a lot of things can be high in sodium so you just want to kind of be mindful of how food is um how food is prepared the thing all in all it's just change the way you look at food and change in how you feel (laughs) i guess you can say when you're eating i I don't know change how you feel when you're eating but it's just the view how you how you view food because i hear people say well i i even used to be one of those people who used to say you know healthy food or organic food is so expensive i can't afford it it's just too much and when you stop and think about it Again, it's not to say that this food is just going to immediately heal you of all things. Like, you know, it's just, it's just taking care of yourself. You know, God gave us one body. We have one body. We got one shot at this thing, right? So taking care of the temple that he gave us. And so that's what it's about. And I know when we talk about the temple it's like you know people as a christian you know we think you know we are you know to be holy and to um to live right and to treat people right and to um spread the gospel of jesus christ yes we are to do that and we're also supposed to take care of our temples so it's just not about sin it's not just about not committing sins but it's also about taking care of what he has given us you know i feel like our temple is our home until you know that time comes and so when you take care of your home you have security alarms and you um have a locked door you know You have to clean your home. You have to fix up your home on the outside as well as fix up your home in the inside. Because it's just like, have you ever seen a house that's gorgeous on the outside? But then when you walk inside, it's junky. It's full of trash. Everything, you know, it's things misplaced and displaced and everything. And you're like, you can't find your way around. That's kind of like our bodies, You may look good on the outside. You know, we want to get our hair done, our nails done, get our skin right. Everybody Botox in this, Botox in that. You want to get a lift here, a lift there, you know. And But the inside is all jacked up. We're not going to talk about personality on this one. We're talking about health here. But the inside is not so well. Because on the inside, you have to take high blood pressure medication because you can't control. Now, it could be uh, generational where it's in your bloodline or it could be because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not eating properly. You're not eating the right things. Um, 
you are taking insulin because of diabetes. Um, you may have some type of disease going on into your, going on in your body. And it's not to say it's at fault of yours, no. But when you find out or you know you have an issue, what do you do? You take care of it. When you have a home and you know something's wrong with the pipes, what do you do? You call the plumber to fix it. So we go to the grocery store. You choose. You have a choice to purchase cauliflower or a box of sugary cereal. Which one do you choose? So it's up to you. It's the way you think of it. Because the money you spend on the food won't compare to the medical bills that you'll have later on. Again, it's not to say that because you eat this, you're going to complete, be completely healed of every other disease. But let's look at it this way. What do you have to lose? You really don't have anything to lose. You really don't. So it's changing your mindset of how you view food, how you view food. And I did talk about relationship with food as well, because we all we do have a relationship with food. I don't think we stop and think about um, what it looks like, but we have a relationship with food. Like I said at the beginning, you eat food when you become emotionally distressed. You go to comfort foods. I know everybody heard about comfort foods. So you go to comfort foods when you are um, as business women or career driven women women who are in school when you're studying when you are um preparing notes for a meeting agendas um you're building your business creating show notes for your podcast or you know getting ready for your live streams writing your book what do you do everybody has snacks what what are you snacking on are you snacking on sugary snacks that are going to go straight to the hips the thighs you know the stomach or are you snacking on healthier choices like some almonds some celery with peanut butter or almond butter um apples with peanut butter and almond butter i'm i'm really getting into almond butter i love almond butter so good i've put away peanut butter and i am on almond butter um so what are you snacking on because at the end of it at the at the end of the day when you after you start after you eat that um that sugary snack or that thing you weren't supposed to eat that pint of ice cream after you start crying you're gonna get mad at yourself because you ate the pint of ice cream and you're gonna get mad because you've gained some weight after you went through your emotional spiral and you look at food horribly Oh, I can't eat that. That's horrible. I'm I'm one of those pe- I'm one of those individuals who think like everything in moderation. I mean, I know there's so many different diets out there. You know, you got the keto diet and you got the Oh my gosh. What else? I don't even know. All these other diets they have out there and um they limit you to specific things. But the thing about it is when you're limited after you finish losing the weight and you feel like oh I'm good I lost the 20 pounds that I wanted to lose then you start eating a little bit more back to the normal schedule that you had before and what happens you begin to gain the weight back 
Now, if you are specifically uh, written to a specific diet because of for health reasons, then you need to stick with whatever diet for your health reasons. But I believe that everything in moderation is is the best way to go. Now, if you strictly like I said, like for me, I'm strictly went pescatarian for the month. Um, I am still eating um, some ice cream or I may substitute the ice cream for a smoothie, depending on what, you know, what time of day it is. My snacks may be now the apples instead of maybe a donut or that don't that won't stop me from not having a donut. I may have a donut, um, one donut one day or one part of the day. You know what I mean? But it's just because the more you tell yourself this is a diet, the more you tell yourself, you know, oh, I can't have that. That's just horrible. Then you kind of jack up your eye. You jack up the way you look at food, you know, and you just mess that all up. Um, But again, like I said, it's the relationship that you build with the food. Um, A lot of times we don't even realize when we um, eat food, what emotional, what what is going on in our minds, like emotionally what's happening. So, again, I talked about the emotional eating. Right. So um, when you eat, are you in a comfortable space? Are you eating at the table? Are you eating with family or friends? Are you guys having a healthy conversation? Are you asking about your date? Because these are the places that we go and eat food. Some people eat in front of the TV. But when you're eating in front of the TV, what tends to happen? You're eating fast. You're not paying attention to what you're consuming. And you actually may consume a little bit more than you should because you'll probably go back for seconds. And when you eat fast, the food doesn't have enough time to digest. So it thinks that you're hungry. You're still hungry. So you go back to eat food. And then all of a sudden you get the crash of, oh, my gosh, I ate too much. Versus when you eat a little bit slower, you enjoy the food. You um, um, you enjoy who cooked the food, like when you're with family or something like that. And you tend to eat a little bit slower. You tend to savor the flavors and how things go together and just you savor the moment of conversation with the family member or with the friend or whomever. And you just savor that moment, that meal. And you actually get fuller quicker, which means you may not even eat everything on your plate, which really could lead to reducing um, like people say shrinking your stomach shrinking your stomach because you're not eating as much you're not consuming all of that so it kind of brings me back to um when I go to the Bahamas um to visit my family my aunts love to cook I mean oh my gosh they love to cook and so when we go every one of my aunts wants to make us a meal and I'm like I can only eat but so much so like one sister may make breakfast the next one make lunch and then the next will do dinner and then they'll flip-flop each day right each (laughs) each day that we're there but what makes it so oh my gosh I think what even makes the food even more good more 
more tasty let's use good grammar here more tasty is the fact that it's made with so much love and then when you get the plate in front of you and they're like beaming because they want to see their family eat and then they're like is it good and I'm like yeah I love it and then they light up and then it makes them feel good that's kind of too what I mean about relationship with food like what does it remind you of um does it have a meaning for you do you think about that when you eat it it plays a very big role in what you consume and how you consume it it really really does I'm just smiling just thinking about it um so I really don't want to make this episode too long because it is just, you know, a little health series. But I want you to ask yourself some questions after you listen to this episode. And I want you to write these questions down and really think about it. Um, Maybe you should even create a food journal. Um, And I want you to ask yourself, number one, what does food mean to me? Number two. When I eat, do I enjoy it or do I eat to eat? So like you're just eating just because you have to eat. Number three, do I eat fast or slow? How do I eat when I eat fast and how do I eat when I wait? Sorry. How do I feel when I eat fast and how do I feel when I eat slow? Number four, do I emotional eat? And what do I feel after I emotional eat? So yeah, ask yourself these questions, write them down in a journal and just kind of assess where you are with food and really think about the, um, the four lifestyles of eating. Do you fit in any of those categories? Would you be willing to kind of incorporate um, any of those lifestyles? And if you are definitely, if you are the carnivore, you love meat and you don't want to take any meat out of your diet, I absolutely just encourage you to do your own research if you want to. If not, just consider incorporating more veggies maybe you're not eating enough veggies incorporate more veggies into your diet and just give things a try like I said I'm doing the pescatarian thing for a month and we're gonna see I think it's really it's going well so who knows I may just end up just being a complete pescatarian who knows um but that's what I'm doing I've heard of people who transition into becoming a vegan or a vegetarian they transition into it where it's like okay I'll be um you know you do vegan for dinner you may do just do vegan for dinner or you may do one week as a vegan and then go back to your regularly scheduled program a lot of times people just find themselves really going back to where um back to vegan or back to pescatarian because they can tell the difference in their bodies. You really can tell the difference in your bodies. I also encourage you, if you decide to change your eating habits, please talk to a physician before you do so, especially for those who are on medication, because it does influence your body 
and um, your medication as well. So you definitely want to talk to your doctor, maybe talk to a nutritionist. I'm not, you know, wherever you are, definitely um, speak to someone about it and see what that will look like for you. You know, ask your doctor if you have to monitor when you're monitoring your blood pressure, when you're monitoring your insulin, if you're on insulin or whatever numbers that you need to monitor uh, where your numbers should be, because eventually you could possibly come off your medication. I've heard it happen time and time again. As businesswomen, we have to take care of ourselves and we don't want to be to feel lethargic it's like we don't have time for that we don't have I don't want to say not taking time for yourself but um like we don't have time to be sick let's not be sick you know if we can help not to be sick let's not with endo there are so many business women out there who have endo who have who are dealing with cancer and all these different things and they're doing the thing And a lot of them, like I said, have changed their eating habits, changed their lifestyles. So it's more incorporating more exercise. And that's the thing, too. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to be these different lifestyles of eating, but not change your habits. You got to exercise as well. You got to incorporate exercise as well. So, ladies, listen, whatever you choose, consult with your doctor, um, talk to them openly tell them you know you want to eventually come off your medication if that is one of your goals and see what they say and how that can how they can how you can make it happen um be positive don't give up it's 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 a journey that you're going to have to go through um pace yourself don't think that tomorrow you're going to wake up and be a vegan don't think tomorrow you're going to wake up and be a pescatarian or fruititarian um that's just not most likely that's not something that will happen you know wean into it and I know for some women it's a little bit difficult when you have a household when you um have children and a husband and they eat meat or you know they eat certain foods but you have to put into your mind what do you want to do for yourself and even maybe make it a family thing make it a family affair you know, to incorporate the family, however, you know, you seek to do it. But whatever you seek to do, make sure you do it for you. Make sure you build the relationship with whatever food that you're going to start consuming. And let it be a positive experience for you, whatever it is that you So that's it for the health series. Until next time. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in to Her Kit Knowledge and Transformation Podcast. Hope you enjoyed and learned something to help you transform into the woman God has called you to be. For more information about me, visit my website, ladybeempowerment.com. Follow me on Instagram at ladybeempowerment and at millennial and menopause. Until next time, lady, be blessed, bold, and beautiful.